Welcome everyone to episode 12 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with... Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be giving you our review of Burnout Paradise Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. Plus, Next Gen Player will be reviewing Mr. Driller Drillland, Infliction Director's Cut, Crisis Remastered, and giving his first impressions of Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout Beta on Steam. Let's kick things off with the wild destruction of Burnout Paradise Remastered. Originally, the game was released on the Xbox 360, PS3, and PC in 2008. Developed by Criterion Games, Burnout Paradise Remastered released in 2018 on PS4 and Xbox One, now it's finally graced the Nintendo Switch. It's set in open streets of Paradise City, all the DLC is included, all the fun of the Nintendo Switch platform on the go with so much fun and destruction. Paul, what were your thoughts on Burnout Paradise Remastered? Well, Burnout has always been one of my favorite racing games. Like, I might even go so far as to say it's my favorite arcade racing game. Um, I just, I loved it on the 360 and the, and the PS3. It's just such an amazing game. So being able to have Burnout Paradise on my Switch, handheld, anytime, anywhere, any place, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think besides maybe Mario Kart, it's probably the best racer on the platform. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're totally like two different types of games too, right? So I mean, like if I yep. if I want to play with friends and and family and have fun, I'm playing Mario Kart. If I'm on my own, I just want to like you know tear through a city and 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 listen to like you know the best rock and heavy metal from the the 80s and the 90s. Like I'll I'll throw in Burn <laughs> Paradise, so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just such a fun game. I mean, it's such a tight, compact, like, you know, you're, you're in this, like, this city that's actually pretty sprawling, but at the same time feels so compact because there's just things happening everywhere. There's, there's missions that you can go on pretty much every street that you come across. There's like, you know, there, there's, uh, shortcuts that you can take that make, uh, going around the Paradise City a lot faster and there, there's billboards to break and it's just... I mean, ultimately, it's just fun. It's pure high-octane racing and just adrenaline-pumping fun. So with Paradise City and Big Surf Island all on the Nintendo Switch, it's amazing to take it with you on the go. I think that's the, that's the, my, my big love with the game. Um, I love the Destruction Derby sandbox within the city. And, you know, as we mentioned before, the DNA of the game is just so much fun. Like, it's just about having, you know, a ton of fun. And if you haven't played it on all of the other platforms it's available for... This is a great version. Graphically, it's not the best, but it's still amazing that they got it, uh, you know, to 60 FPS on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, that far and away is like a, a, a marvel, you know, on its own, and it'll, you know, have you coming back <laughs> for more. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say. I really like too that all the DLC was included, like the Dune buggy, uh, the unofficial Ecto One. There was a you know Dukes of Hazard throwback Knight Rider car was in there as well too, <laughs> which which I really liked. Again, these are officially unofficial but hey I'll, I'll i'll take what i can get uh the, the details pretty good in paradise city uh and the day night cycle is, is nice but i did find things were a little bit too hard to see at night again i know people are gonna be like hey well it's nighttime you know there's other get other racers that i've played at night you can you know see things and there's a little bit more lighting but i found that they dialed things down you know a little bit too much with the darkness uh, but again getting that handheld mode at 60 fps and open world um, it's great, but again, as you increase this, 
your speed as a racer, the actual detail drops significantly, I found as you ramp up the speed. Yeah, but overall, if I'm going to reach, as you said before, for a, a racer on my own, like if I want to do the family fun sort of side of things, I'm going to jump in and play some, some Mario Kart. But yeah, I really, really love this on the Switch. Again, the graphics aren't the best, but to be able to pick up and play just about anywhere has my interest, kept my interest. And it, again, it's great to see it grace the Nintendo Switch. Well, one thing I like too is I mentioned the the soundtrack and man, like the soundtrack is just definitely one of the big reasons why I love playing this game. Um, I, I personally love rock and, and metal. So, you know, like going through Paradise City and then suddenly like, you know, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses starts blaring through your speakers <laughs> and like you got Faith No More with Epic. You've got Rusty Cage with Soundgarden. Twisted Sister, man. I love Twisted Sister. You got I, I, I Want to Rock. And it's it's kind of like... There's actually a bunch of tracks that I don't really know the artists all that well, so that sometimes there's sort of like a lull in the music, but it's kind of like, you're just like, you're, you're cruising around the city and then some like suddenly like I Want to Rock comes on the radio and you're like, oh man, like this is this is the best. And you just start blasting your, your, your turbo boost and like, <laughs> you know, you want to get into a race like <laughs> as fast as you can. Like it's, it's those moments when I'm playing the game that I just love. Um... And the other thing too that that and you mentioned the the DLC like I I just think it's such a good deal because it's actually funny because I I I loved the game when it was on the the 360 and PS3 but I didn't actually buy a lot of the DLC like I missed the uh, the cops and robbers DLC and the burnout bikes and yeah you mentioned like the the Ghostbusters car and stuff like that so I I was playing with some of those and I'm like it feels like a a totally new game like when you're riding around it and like those like the dinky bikes right almost like yeah almost like a, and the big trucks yeah the big trucks like it just if it doesn't even feel like burnout it feels like it's a totally different game right so uh yeah the fact that you've got all those those dlcs thrown in together i man it's like it's a huge value and i agree like with like graphically i thought it looked really good for uh for switch um, it obviously doesn't look as good as the the remastered versions that hit the ps4 and xbox one uh, i think about a year and a half ago now and yeah, like when you're going at, at top speed, sometimes things get a little blurry. Um, I personally found too, I play a lot on, on handheld. It's it's just the way I like to play my Switch. But um, but I felt with this game, I almost had to play it on my TV because like things are just so small, right? Like if you're traveling, I don't know how fast you go in this game, like what, 250 miles an hour or whatever it is. But like when you're <laughs> when you're traveling that fast through a city and, and like you're playing on this like small little screen, it, it's so hard to see what, what what's what, like where the shortcuts are and where uh, obstacles and, and other cars are. So yeah, playing it on TV, I think is, is definitely the way to go. And I believe it gets up to about 1080p resolution on TV. So it looks pretty good. Um, again, it doesn't look as good as the other uh, remastered versions on, on the more powerful consoles out there, but it looks good. Like it's it's a it's a good port. Yeah, absolutely. So, based on what we've seen here, do you think that the, the series itself deserves a brand new game? I was thinking about that when I was playing it, and you know what? So, like the Burnout Paradise fan in me, of course, says yes. Like, why would I not want another game as, as good as this one? Uh, the other side of me says, like, would it would it be as big as what it was back in the day? Like, I. I, I hate to say it, but I almost feel like arcade racers sort of have gone out of favor. I mean, if you look at, say, like, like uh, what, Sony's game, what is it, uh, uh, Motorstorm, like that that one crash and burn, and, and Sony's Wipeout doesn't seem to be doing anything, and 
Daytona USA, Sega's franchise doesn't like it. They still make arcade versions of it, but it, that's not doing anything. And Split Second, like the the Disney uh, arcade racing game that came out last gen, I mean, like that one crashed and burned. So I like like the the business had of me was like was thinking like it probably is not going to do as well as we would hope. Um, so maybe there's there's a case for not doing it, but the fan of me does. So. I don't know. I mean, I do. I I definitely would would buy it and play it if if they had a new version of it. But um, I I feel like simulation is the way things are going with racing games. I think this franchise, you know, with a burnout franchise, would have uh, a way of giving the arcade racing genre a real shot in the arm. And we did see uh, Criterion's next gen preview at EA Play, and it looked jaw droppingly gorgeous. They they just demonstrated with just a, a Porsche and one of their vehicles, you know. Be- you know, beautifully modeled, looked incredible. And if they would, a- if they were able to get that type of fidelity, um, you know, the highly detailed models into, you know, another burnout game or a next gen burnout game, that would be absolutely incredible. There was nothing really captured in motion at for EA Play, but it was it was quite the tantalizing, you know, teaser. Looked ultra ultra realistic. So if they can pull that off. I don't know. I I, w- I would be in for another go. And you never know. Some, sometimes you have these games that you think are tired or the genre just doesn't need any more. And then a big smash hit comes along and then boom, all of a sudden everyone's interested again. And it's suddenly rejuvenated. So I think Criterion could be the company and the developer to do that. I think, I think honestly, like if they were going to do it, they'd have to make, make it a big budget game, right? Because the other thing I'm thinking about too is, I mean, like when it comes to the more arcadey racers, I, I think uh, the Forza Horizon series, like that... It, there, there's obviously a lot less destruction in those games than than in Burnout, but um... yeah, but you're right. It that it's the game that comes to mind for me, and I think that's the game it would have to come toe to toe with and offer something over and above. Yeah, I mean, like, and and that's hard, right? Because <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> like as far as I'm concerned, Forza is still the benchmark for racing, and and Forza Horizon games are like consistently amazing. So. Um, yeah, I mean, they, if they'd have to put their, you know, their best foot forward and really like, you know, go at it if they're going to do it again. But, uh, you know, I mean, the, the good thing with, with all these remasters that are coming, like it gives you hope, right? Like we, we honestly thought that, that EA had, had just forgot about this series, right? Like it's been so long since we've had a burnout, but the fact that it's back and it's remastered, like, you know, they're still thinking about it at least. So that's a good sign. Let's pop the clutch here and, and, you know, do a donut and come back to uh, <laughs> the, the remaster for now. What would you score Burnout Paradise remastered on the Nintendo Switch? It's impossible not to like Burnout. It's just such a fun game. So if you haven't played Burnout before, like absolutely buy it. I'm going to give this game an 8 out of 10. Um, I, w- I will say too that if you if you are planning on... on uh, playing it mostly um you know on your own and, and and on your tv like you may want to consider getting the the ps4 the xbox one version because it's just graphically better but if you if you like if switches your handheld and you like you like playing on the go i mean like absolutely get this game it's a it's a fantastic port yeah absolutely and you know what we we kind of hit the finish line at the same time with the scoring here and i'm going to give it an eight out of ten as well too it's one of those games that you just you can't dislike um you know the graphics left a lot to be desired but they still hit the you know the fairly silky smooth 60 fps which this game absolutely needs um i can forgive the shortcomings of the graphics with the amount of content that was absolutely packed in here i think it was something like 130 some odd 
vehicles that you could get behind the the wheel or handlebars of so yeah yeah eight out of ten uh great game definitely give it a shot experience it again or for the first time on the nintendo switch you have you know new genre definers let's let's take a look at fall guys the ultimate knockout beta impressions with next gen player so the game itself is a 60 person battle royale where 60 fall guys compete in various challenges to determine one ultimate winner it sounds like a zany game show i think i think it's pretty much <laughs> what you could boil it down to uh it's made by mediatonic and published by devolver digital and it's coming to ps4 and pc the really cool caveat with coming to ps4 is that it will be landing on playstation plus so it will be free it's 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 you know debut uh it's actual launch day which is pretty pretty awesome to see uh so paul what were your thoughts uh what were your thoughts on fall guys first i just want to say like i i really hope that this game eventually comes to xbox and switch i i actually didn't realize it was only on ps4 and pc doing some reading on it too and i was shocked i was like oh i thought this game seems like perfect like you said before for crossplay yeah yeah it's 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 just it's so 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 much fun like i I can't, I'm not going to give this game a score because I only played the beta and, and I'm just going to give impressions. I wish I could give this game a score because I'd give it a very, 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 very good one. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's, it honestly, it blew me away. You know what? Like, I, I think this game actually, to a certain de degree, has stole the thunder away from Nintendo. I, it's, it is like Mario Party meets Splatoon. At, on a massive multiplayer scale like it it is it's got like the the splatoon aesthetics like it's it's cute and colorful and vibrant and neon exactly like you you know of splatoon but it's like it's it's mario party man like you you're you're playing these games that you would play in mario party only now instead of playing it locally with with you know four of your your family members you're you're playing this with 60 people online like Basically, the, the way it works is it's it's a battle royale. So um, 60 players will start. One person will win. And you have to, um, each each time you, you, you start, um, you go through, uh, I think it's five different rounds before you finally get down to the last one um, where a winner is selected. But each of the, the games that you play are like, you know, again, like they're taken from Mario Party, man. It's just, it, it's, it's just, it's simple concepts and so fun. Like there's some missions or some uh levels like dizzy heights which is like it's just a, it's a pure race right so you've got you've got 60 people that are at the starting line and they're they're racing to the finish but there's like there's all these funny obstacles that you have to like there there's like there's seesaws and there there's like uh there's like twisty doors and there there's platforms that disappear like all kinds of like fun quirky things and it's like this game is so fun and so frustrating because when you like the other characters can push you too, right? So imagine like you know there there's like one door and fifty people have to go through that one door, right? And so everybody's like <laughs> everybody's like pushing and shoving you, and you have to like you have to balance on like on beams, and there there's like there's there's like um um like moving uh, platforms. That can knock you right and you have to like you have to like jump them uh, as it's coming towards you right and it's just like if you miss time that jump you'll get like you get slammed like way off the course or like you get slammed to a corner where, where it's like a, it's so frustrating to get back into it so 
there's a lot of times where you feel like to a certain degree luck plays into it i think that's actually one of the things that i i noted and things i didn't like where where it's like you know in comparison to other battle royales mostly shooters that i played it's like they all come down to skill this one comes down to to luck to a certain degree it's just the it's the moment to moment gameplay is the funnest i've experienced in a battle royale game right like unlike if unlike say like fortnite or apex or any of these other uh like warzone or whatever right like th those games are like high intense and and like all about accuracy this game is just like it's just about silliness it's just silliness like people there's uh like get into like some of the other uh, uh levels that you can do there's one called egg scramble where it's like you're you're there's um like all 60 players are, are put into teams uh, uh colored teams and there's like 25 eggs in, in the middle and every team has a basket and you have to go and pick up the eggs and throw them in your basket but the thing is is like you can go to your enemy's basket and you can like you can pick up their eggs and steal their eggs and bring it back to your basket see just imagine like 40 50 like funny fall guys running around like stealing eggs people are bopping you on the head your eggs are going flying like it's just so it's ridiculous and it's so much fun and i should mention too like the Fall Guy characters are just hilarious. They they kind of like they look like eggs. Like <laughs> their shape is kind of egg-like, and uh, and you can buy costumes uh, for them, or you can win costumes uh, through the battle passes. And there's stuff like you can dress up like a pigeon, you can dress up like a hot dog, you can dress up like the big bad wolf, right? So you've got all these characters that just look stupid, and and and, and yeah, and. And just so funny, man. And, and let me just think of, of other ones. Like there was one. Um, let's see. There was one uh, where. Oh yeah, there was a, there was a tail tag uh, level where where like something like there will be like forty people um, on this level, and maybe a third of them will have tails, and the other two third won't. And you have to run around and just like you have to grab people's tails. And it's basically just like you walk up to their butts, <laughs> you pinch their butts, you steal their tail um and and like yeah and then basically when the timer runs out whoever has a tail wins and they go on to the next round right so there's just so i think overall there's like 10 different levels that i played so far so fun like i the one thing that i i, I hope uh happens uh like when when the like the full release comes out uh tomorrow is i hope they sort of dial back some of the team missions like i found that there was like a lot of times you're 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 like some of these are are like team based and while it's fun to play in teams it's also a bit aggravating because like for example if you're playing like tail tag and you have a tail at the end but but all your other teammates lost their tails your team can still lose right so um it is it is a battle royale game so everyone out for themselves but there's a lot of team play so it's i don't know it's uh it's a little strange in that respect but uh but again like the whole time I'm having fun, so take none of this as me really complaining. It's just like ways that they can improve the game, and I think like the way that they can make this game, uh, you know, be popular forever is just keep on adding new different game types, right? Like if 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 every season they add like two or three quirky new game types and you know ten new funny costumes, I think that's going to be enough. Like I think this game is going to be huge. If you look on social media, like. Uh, their their twitter account is already like on fire uh, people are retweeting and commenting like crazy so um yeah i think it's uh it's it's definitely gonna be a huge game um in terms of things i didn't like uh, again like you know there's certain there's a little bit of luck that's involved 
Um, but I also found that the grabbing mechanic, like when you're grabbing the tails and grabbing the eggs, feels a little bit off. Like, it, I don't know, it's it, like it just it doesn't feel right. It feels like uh, like like when you grab a tail, it doesn't actually register as you're grabbing it sometimes. And when you try to grab an egg, it's the same thing. So I think they got to refine that. But overall, I think it, it's like an amazing game. And again, like while I'm not going to score it, I what I will say is, is for sure it's in the top 10 games that I played this year. Like it's... I. <laughs> this might sound funny, but this game to me like goes toe to toe with like Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII remake. Like this game goes toe to toe with that for for like for pure fun and pure enjoyment. So, um, so definitely pick it up on PS Plus. Yeah, that's some pretty high praise. And we were talking about it before, or I had mentioned briefly before that it is coming to PlayStation Plus subscribers. Do you think it was a good idea to make this free at the time for for PS Plus subscribers, just as the game is launching? I mean, really, I think this game should just be free to play. It's, I mean, Sony's obviously doing it because they want people to subscribe to PS Plus, and like this is a game that would make people subscribe. In my opinion, it's that good. Um, especially once the word gets out about how good it is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Again, I think it would have been better for everyone to have a chance to play this. I mean, they can monetize it um, through battle passes. Um, and, and personally, like, I actually think I will. Like, I... As funny as it sounds, like I want that hot dog costume so bad. So, so like if I if I gotta pay five bucks or eight bucks or whatever it's gonna be for for a battle pass, like I think I'm gonna do it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I guess the other thing too is like I I think this is the first time that a brand new game has come out on PS Plus. Like I don't I don't remember that ever happening before. So that's like that's a huge deal. The fact that you're going to get a brand new game day and date on PS Plus, like that's that's massive. And I hope, you know, fans really understand just how big that is. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we get some more of that in the future. That'd be just phenomenal. Yeah, no, having that surprise come up, I say, you know, it's it's a smart thing that they did that. And they've been doing such a good job building the hype for the game via social media. And then just to make this other power move to say, hey, you know, PlayStation Plus uh, subscribers, the game will be free to you. It's just like, OK, this even even continues that momentum so i think in terms of trying to establish this as a new franchise push as much as interest and momentum into the new ip as you can to say to the playstation audience hey this is for you to try now uh essentially free is is a pretty cool move uh so on to uh mr driller drill land review uh so the game itself was originally released only in japan via the gamecube in 2002 the series was popular into the 2000s and had an arcade game and 11 different other games in the series over you know well over a decade uh the the popular action puzzle game mr driller drill land uh finally makes its debut now on the nintendo switch it's the first mr driller game for the switch featuring beautiful graphics as well as hd cutscenes. you're exploring uh the amusement park known as drill land which is you know of course we're drilling we're underground <laughs> you explore <laughs> and conquer the five attractions with uh simple and and you know fun gameplay again paul we're gonna we're gonna turn to you uh, what were some things that you liked about the game like if if uh if you ever played a game called boulder dash but i played this game a long time ago geez i think it was on the commodore 64 um, but that game was, was, uh, you're like, you're a guy and you're drilling underground and you've got to like, you got to collect diamonds. Um, this game is like, it's very similar. It's a puzzle game. Um, the, the basic premise is that you start at the very top, um, above ground and you've got to dig your way down. You got to dig your way through, uh, various color blocks. Um, the catch is, is that as you're drilling, um, the blocks will fall down. So they're all, it's all gravity based. 
So, um, so you know, blocks can fall on your head. They can smush you. They can they can kill you. Um, and and yeah, so you've got to sort of like navigate your drilling all the way down, um, and um, and and try to complete various objectives. Um, what's what's really cool about this is yeah, like this this is actually one of the best games in this series, and it never actually came to Western shores. It was only uh, in Japan where it released um, on the uh, the GameCube. Um, so yeah, it's really cool to to play this one. And what I actually really liked is that. This version has uh, five different unique tra attractions. So you're you're in this like uh, this drill land. It's this amusement park that's uh, 500 feet below ground, and uh, and there's five different attractions that you can go to, right? So the the very first one is called the Drill Land World Tour, and it's basically standard Mr. Driller gameplay. Like you you need to um, you need to drill your way down, and essentially um, you have to dig to a certain depth. So um, the first the first level you have to dig the five hundred feet, then a thousand feet, then fifteen hundred feet, and so on. Um, so it's pretty standard gameplay. the The trick is with this one is your your air depletes as you're you're drilling. So you've got to there's air capsules that you can get um, that can refill your air. So you've got to sort of like um, you got to strategically drill your way. And actually, getting the air capsules is sometimes a little bit tricky because sometimes uh, you know like the the ceiling can collapse on you and uh you, you know and and obviously uh, with um like i uh, sorry as the the blocks fall too i should mention this um when four of the same colors connect they disappear so um it's uh you got to like you got to really think about where you're going to drill next if you want to get those air capsules the the next uh, attraction is called it's called star driller it's basically the same as the world tour only there's new star blocks to get introduced and these do like really crazy zany things like one of them um, will refill your air. Sometimes it might blow up all the blocks on the screen, but other times it might open up a black hole that sent you to the very top of the level again. So you got to redo the whole thing. So um, yeah, it's pretty similar, but it just adds that little uh, little twist to it. Um, next one I played is, is called Drindy Adventure. And this one's really cool. It's kind of like Indiana Jones. Like you have to drill down and collect these golden statues. But at the same time, you have to... Uh, avoid traps like there's boulders that can uh, can fall and roll and smush you and there's also uh, trap spikes that can can kill you so that one's pretty fun I like that one a lot um, next one I play is the horror night house and this is uh, it's like a haunted house and you basically have to collect holy water and then you have to inject the blocks with holy water and there's ghosts um, that are that are going around the the the, the map there um, when you use the holy water, you can kill the ghost, and the, the ghosts end up becoming uh, dristles, which is like this currency in this in this uh, particular mode. And you have to collect a certain amount of dristles to pass uh, pass that level. The last one though is is the coolest. It's called the the Hole of Draga, and it's kind of like it's like a parody of Namco's uh, Tower of Draga. And this one is actually like almost like a full on like mini RPG. So you've got uh, you've got like a, a mini map. Um, you there's actually like as you're drilling down, there might be uh, doors that are that go to another level. So you have to go, there's like four or five levels that you have to travel to. Um, and you also pick up items. You have you have uh, like inventory items that you can use. So there's like there's healing items, there's attack items, um, and it's just a lot of fun. So I think like if you like puzzle games and you like drilling games, like this game is, is like is super 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 fun. Um, another thing that I like too is that, uh, the, the cutscenes are excellent. Like the cutscenes look like they're all, uh, like anime hand-drawn style. Um, and the voice acting is in Japanese with subtitles. So, 
Um, I, I personally like Japanese voice acting. I, I tend to select that if it's an option in the game. So I had a lot of fun with that. And the other thing too is that it's a, it's a four player game. So if you got um, if you got extra Joy-Con controllers, you can uh, play up to four players on one screen. So it's uh, it's a great uh, multiplayer game as well. So what are some aspects of the the game that uh, you weren't sort of into or, or you disliked? The only thing really that I didn't like about this game is that there's no online multiplayer. And that's really it. Like it's the game's awesome. Hmm. I loved I loved it. it hmm. I I wish that I can connect to Nintendo online and play with some friends online. Um, so that's a that's a big uh, con for me, but uh, but overall I liked it. And so, what would you score the game now that you've you've sort of given uh, the rundown? So I'm going to give this game an eight and a half out of ten. I think it's a lot of fun. If you like puzzle games, definitely pick it up. Um, not a lot of people are talking about it, which is a shame, but uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. So absolutely pick it up if you like puzzle games. Uh, changing gears to the horror genre, Infliction Extended Cut. It's developed by indie developer Caustic Reality. It's a one-man studio created by Sydney-based developer Clinton McCleary. Uh, he launched a Kickstarter for the game back in 2018. And Infliction is a psychological horror game that explores the darkness haunting the remnants of a suburban family. So, Paul, what did you what did you like about the game? Usually with indie horror games, it's um, they're sort of a mixed bag. A lot of them rely on on cheap jump scares um to to frighten you so i was a bit worried that this game would just fall into that same pitfall but uh fortunately it, it doesn't um in fact i don't think it's really even that scary um but it is super unsettling and it's super 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 creepy so if that's <laughs> if that's what you like then um then then definitely uh you know consider this game um i would say that um it reminds me a lot of pt like a, a lot like PT. Like you can obviously tell that that uh, the developer played PT and, and probably is a huge fan of it. Um, the game puts you in the role of a, you're a, a guy investigating a house that's been haunted by a ghost. Um, it's not really the most original idea. I mean, like it's a haunted house and it's there's a ghost inside. <laughs> we've, we've seen that so many times before. Um, so not really a, a novel premise, but um, you, you eventually get stalked by a ghost named Sarah and I mean, Sarah reminds me, I can't remember the, the, the woman's name in PT, but, uh, but it reminds me a lot of her and like a lot of the things that happen in PT, like for example, uh, the phone will just ring, um, and you, and you pick it up and hear strange voices and like the radio will come on and, and tell you about murders that happened in, in the house. So all that stuff happens in this game. Very, very, very reminiscent. So if you sort of like, if you're like me and you played PT and just kind of wished that it was a full game. Like this is probably the closest that you're gonna get to an actual PT game. So, um, so that's a huge plus for me. Um, and the, the, I guess like I found overall that the story was a bit convoluted um, and and kind of confusing. But however, I did like that there's a lot of letters and journals that you have to find throughout the house, um, and uh, and and that really gives you a lot more backstory um, about who these characters are and why the ghost is haunting the house and all that. So, um, so definitely take the time to look out for those and and find those because that's probably you know it's better than the actual story itself. Um, um, yeah, so definitely definitely take a look at that. Um, the one thing that I, that this actually sounds probably really strange to say, but like one of the most coolest thing in this game I found is the artwork. So. I don't mean the graphics. The graphics are, are, are like on Switch. They're okay, like kind of um, like pixely at, at some time. So I wasn't wowed by the, by the overall graphics, but the artwork. So 
the the guy who made this game like you can tell that he loves drawing and he created something like 30 or 40 different portraits and paintings um and they're they're all over the house and as you play the game like the house like begins out sort of normal and and the portraits are are normal so you've got like beautiful portraits of, of like uh outdoor landscapes and and like uh uh pictures of of the family and all that but then as you play just like the house gets more and more possessed and demonic and so do the pictures like the pictures start turning into like really weird demons and stuff like that and just the artwork is actually really good and the cool thing is after you beat the game you actually unlock a museum so you can actually i, I must spent like half an hour at least like walking through the museum and all of these pictures are hung up on there so you can sort of like you can gaze at them and like read up on the on the pictures and learn a little bit more about them so i thought that was really cool um in terms of what i didn't like again the story was a bit blah um i i, I sort of been there done that like, again it's just like pt so there's there's nothing you know beyond that really um get there there's like if the story falls falls a lot of horror troops like you participate in satanic rituals like you visit a psych ward you eventually go into the depth of, of hell right like it's, it's like everything that we've seen before so there's nothing really new there um and the other thing that, that that i didn't really like too much is that sarah the ghost kills you a lot like i think there's actually a, a, about 10 or 12 scripted moments where she just has to kill you so you, as far as i can tell she's unavoidable in certain indication or certain uh certain uh instances so i found that i mean like the first few times she killed me yeah it was like it was scary but the last few times it, it just kind of got monotonous so i would have liked a <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked like a way. To, I know, like sometimes you can turn the lights on and and, and scare her or or even uh, like eliminate her completely, uh, or not completely, but like temporarily, um, and then she'll come back after a while. But um, but yeah, just sort of like the mandatory killing you it was kind of weird. And and the other thing too, I mentioned this as well. Like visually, it doesn't look the best. Like it's the the game on Switch kind of looks a little pixelated. Uh, I am now curious to play, you know, about the uh, the PC or the the Xbox One or the the PS4 version. So I might pick up that just to compare. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, definitely uh, definitely a lot of things I liked about it, and a few things that I didn't. And uh, what would you score this uh, out of ten? I'm going to give this game a solid seven out of ten. I think it it wasn't mind blowing, um, but as, a, as someone who likes horror games. I, I thought it's fun, um, and, and there's there's enough that's that's uh, that's new in this game um, to to check it out. So definitely, if you like uh, horror games or psychological thrillers, this is definitely one to check out. Well, on to another game that you can actually become the hunter. Uh, <laughs> this Crisis Remastered Review. I guess you can even become an apparition if uh, if if you're stealthy enough. Uh, but again, Crisis. Uh, it it took it took the gaming world by storm when it first came out again for its incredible graphic fidelity when it originally released uh, on the PC in 2007 it was later ported to the Xbox 360 and the PS3 in uh, 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 2011. The Switch port is by Saber Interactive, and they are the team behind the Witcher 3 port. And the series, the series re revolves around a group of military protagonists with nano suits. So you can essentially use your suits, you know, that give you armor, 
give you invisibility, hence my ghost and PT reference, enhanced strength, all, the, all those cool things. In Crisis, you face off against uh, hostile North Korean soldiers, heavily armored mercenaries, and you know you get to use all you know cool technology to also take out some alien bad guys that suddenly appear, known as the Ceph. Uh, the single-player campaign has you assumed the uh, the role of U.S. Army Delta Force soldier Jake Dunn, and you're referred as nomad as your call sign within the game um, i remember playing this back in the day on the on the ps3 uh paul how do things translate onto the nintendo switch it's it's first of all i want to say it's a great port i mean saber interactive is phenomenal and the witcher was an excellent port and this this is the, the same quality um what I, what i found a little strange is is uh that this is the remastered version but since i was playing it on the switch it was pretty much I would say maybe a little bit better, but almost on par with the PS3 and the Xbox 360 version. And it, and, and it, wow, that's cool. I mean, and it, it definitely looks worse than the PC version that came out, uh, what was it, like uh, 2007. Um, so, so graphically, it looks really good for a Switch game, but it's not, you know, like it's if, if you're looking for, like if you play the, the PS3 version and uh, or Xbox 360 version and you're looking for one that's going to be, you know, graphically and performance-wise, uh, uh, you know, significantly better. This this is probably not it. Like it's it's almost on par, maybe a little bit better. Um, the game is also coming out on PS4 and uh, Xbox One. At, I think sometime in August. So I'm looking forward to checking that one out because that one should have a lot of graphical enhancements. But um, but anyways, the the port it, it's definitely a, a, a an excellent port. I mean, like it's got the the full game um it runs at a smooth 30 frames per second um i mean crisis is a classic game right like like you said you got the nano suit right so um i i, I love this i love playing as as uh, the nomad like you you go around like you've got um your nano suit will let you run fast it will let you jump high it will let you punch through walls it lets you pick up objects like trees and, and other enemies and throw them you can also uh, put up a shield that will will just soak bullets, and then the other thing that I love is uh, when you cloak. Like cloaking in this game is the best. Like it makes you feel like the predator, right? You're, you're just like you just you see an enemy camp and you cloak and you walk right into the middle of the camp and then you uncloak beside enemies and hearing them scream when you uncloak, like <laughs> it's it's just so fun. And yeah, like it's if you like uh, stealth, like man, this game is is just awesome. I kind of wish like your your uh, your nano has a hundred battery power, um, and it, and it drains down rather quickly. So I would have liked if if I could have you know stealth a little bit longer than than what uh, than what you do. But the good thing is is that it recharges pretty fast. So sometimes you have to like you know hide behind a tree while it recharges for a second, and then go back into stealth mode. Um, the other thing that really stood apart um, with this game, like back in the day and even even now, like I like how the the missions are semi open world, right? Like it's not like um, it's not a linear game at all. You've got you're on this island. Um, you're you've got objectives that you have to go to. You've got secondary objectives to do, and you can like you can go any way that you want, right? You can just it's not fully open world. But but it's big enough that you can approach missions any way that you want, and it's a lot of fun to just sort of like go off the beaten path and sort of like swoop around and flank enemies and stuff like that. Um, the other thing that I love about this game too is the guns, man. The the guns are just they're so punchy. Like I, I posted a couple clips on on Twitter the other day, and 
and I had people commenting like, wow, the guns sound punchy. And I'm like, yeah, they, they do. Like they, everything has impact, right? Like when you blast somebody like you, man, like you can feel it through the controller, right? You can feel how the intensity of this game. Um, this game also adds uh, gyro controls as well. Um, I'm not really too big on gyro, but I know like it's also in Splatoon and a, a few other shooters on Switch. So if you uh, if you're a fan of gyro controls, it's got that as well. Um, in terms it's of cool, they added it added it in as an option. But yeah, it definitely definitely is. Uh, I guess different strokes for different folks, but uh, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird because because Switch does cater to a, a like a wider demographic than I would say um xbox and, and playstation and pc um but but this game is like definitely for mature audiences right so uh like 18 plus or 17 plus so um yeah i i can see most people not choosing the the gyro right like if 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 my son was going to be playing it sure but i'm not really sure he's gonna be playing a game like this right so, <laughs> um, sure so you gave us uh quite quite the list there of things that that you really like about the game uh what didn't you like about the experience I thought the AI was a little weird at times, right? Like, what? First of all, the AI can spot you from a mile away, right? Like, maybe it's just because I was playing in handheld, and and so like, uh, they they look like small little ants. But I mean, like, there was guys that were just like shooting at me, and and I didn't even know where they were at the beginning, right? So it's like they all have binoculars or something like that, right? Like they just they just know where you are. Yeah, I remember that from the PS3, and I remember like yeah, the the, the Ceph especially, they 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 have your number the second you like hit the map. So yeah, and the other thing too is like you can obviously cloak, but the strange thing is is that like I'll cloak, I'll go to a completely separate area, right, or different area in within a base. I'll uncloak and then and then they start shooting at me instantly, right? Like they they know immediately when I come out of cloak, right? I'm just like, how do you know? Like, I like like there's just no way that you would have seen me, right? So it's kind of like, yeah, the 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 enemies just sort of like they just zone in on you and 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 it's it's really intense. So you've kind of like you have to cloak a lot because of of how much they they target you. Um, I also thought that the um, Again, the graphics were 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 pretty good, um, but I noticed too that it seems like the game favors frame rates, so that the resolution actually is variable. It kind of it drops during intense moments. So if there's like grenades going off, um, it might drop down to I think I think that the default is around 720p on handheld, but it can go as low as 540p. So I just found that um, like sometimes it gets just a little blurry when you're playing. Um, so. That's why, like, yeah, again, like, I thought this this port was awesome. Uh, if Switch is your go-to console, definitely check it out. Um, I, I had a lot of fun, and I highly recommend it. But it almost makes me, like, you know, like, makes me excited for the Xbox One and the, and the PS4 version. Like, I think I'm going to have to double dip. <laughs> for now on the uh, Nintendo Switch, what would you score it? I would give this a solid 7.5 out of 10. I would say there's definitely things that that took away from the experience, but uh, but Crisis is 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 you know it, it's a must play game, and this is a pretty faithful version. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, or if you're dying to get back into the game, like this is this is definitely the version to check out. I don't know who says that the summertime is a slow time for games, but there you have it. There's a ton out there to play right now. Lots of fun experiences to have. That's all we have for you on this episode. I'm Dapper Tux, and I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play.